Africa, home to the most unique people in the world. A place that connects us through our customs, traditions, and even belief itself. Join Mukundi Mudao in Tribal Pursuit, a series that ventures deep into Africa to discover the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Hi FM, this is Travel Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. Wednesday the, Wednesday the 17th of August 2022, the time is 6 minutes past 10. I hope you're enjoying your morning and if you're not, I'm about to make it a whole lot better. This is Travel Pursuit, the show where we focus on African communities and we interact with them and... As a bonus, I play you really good African music and I talk about animals. That's co- that's all coming up later today. Stay tuned for that. I'll be talking to a member of the House of Israel community. Where is that? In Ghana. That's right. Taking you to Ghana today, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete. So stay tuned for that. That's, of course, in the later half of the show. And you will enjoy it. I can guarantee you. So I hope I hope you had fun. Let me, let me just tell you. I'm just going to put this out there. Because I know I'll stumble on this word sometime in the point of the show. I've been practicing the word Ghanaian. Yes, I know. Sounds simple, but I've been practicing how to put the word Ghanaian in sentence for the past 24 hours. So if I don't say it properly, please forgive me. I've been, I've been, I've been training. Okay. I've been practicing. <laughs> I hope you're having fun. We're going to have fun together. Thank you for tuning in. This is Tribal Pursuit. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9, Hi FM, this is Travel Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. It is 13 minutes past 10, I hope you're enjoying your morning. That was in Kalagata by Mendoza. I have no idea what he's saying. I have no idea what it means. All I know is that Nkalagata. <laughs> so, who am I talking to today? It's Travel Pursuit. We talk about different Jewish communities in Africa and we interact with them and we let you know everything about them. Today we're in Ghana and we're talking to the House of Israel, a community that is very small and still very isolated. They don't have much resources and, you know, they don't even have much information online. I, I really tried to do my research like I always do because like a good friend, Mukundi's got you, but it is easier said than done. So I went to get it from the horse's mouth itself. Well, you'll have to stay tuned for that, won't you? Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete is who I'll be speaking to and I can guarantee you, you will enjoy our conversation later on. However, right now, I do want you to forget that you're Jewish. Why? Because I want to tell you what's happening in Africa all around, starting with South Africa. Actually, this is the only topic I'll be covering for now, then the animals, because we love animals on Tribal Pursuit. Ten years. Ten years since what? Since Marikana. Since the Marikana massacre. Imagine. Thousands of people gathered in the South African town of Marikana on Tuesday to mark a decade since dozens of Africa, since dozens of striking workers were killed in the worst act of police violence since the end of apartheid. On August 16, 2012, 34 people were killed and 78 were injured when police opened fire on platinum mine workers who had gathered on a hill, who had gathered on a hill near the mine to demand better wages and housing. Now we all know what happened next. People got shot, people got hurt. Still a lot of controversy surrounding that. Still a lot of debate surrounding that, especially with who gave the order. 
you know, nobody's willing to take any responsibility. And I, and I understand. Well, I don't understand. I'm not justifying what they did. But I'm pretty sure nobody wants to be known as the person that gave the order that took the lives of 34 men and injured 78. But people do have to take accountability. That is what we believe in, right? Justice has to be served. Because 10 years later, people are still waiting for their packages, their compensation packages. The cases are still dragging. I was watching a documentary a few months ago, and they were actually discussing it. And people were actually going to court. And the lawyers went present. People were going to court and nobody had anything to say. Nobody had any resources. Nobody had any cases or anything to say to justify what happened. And at the same time, nobody was there to help these people who lost their jobs. Some got injured. Some couldn't even go back to work because they, they were, you know, just out of a job now. They were too injured to go back to work. Still haven't received compensation 10 years later. I don't know about you, but I don't like that. I don't like that. We are living here like pigs, as you can see for yourself. There's no roads here, nothing. There's no changes at all. That was said by Lia, Lia, Lia. So it begins. <laughs> so it begins. Lia Bois Ajosi. I swear I'm South African. I just don't know who Lia, what, how to say that. Lia Bois Ajosi. That is what he said and still complaining. Authorities claim to, claim to still be finalizing dozens of compensation claims, having already paid almost 76 million rand, that's just about 4.6 million dollars, to the victims' families. Wages in the mining sector have increased by 86.5% since 2012, and the Minerals Council of South Africa and Industry Group said in a statement adding that companies have worked to ensure that the events of Marikana will never happen again. Well, we'll have to wait and see. For now, I just say help our people out, give them their compensation packages because they do deserve them. They didn't deserve what happened to them. And anybody has a problem with that, come talk to me. By the way, if you do want to talk to me, 34519 is our SMS line, 0618951019 is our telegram line. If you're an old hater and you want to email me, feel free to do so. I won't judge you. On air at highfm.com. And if you got Twitter fingers, you can just at highfm on Twitter. I'll get to your messages. I'll say hi. I'll even wave in studio because that's what a good friend does. And I'm your good friend, Mukundi Mudal. 101.9 High FM. This is Travel Pursuit. I have Craig in studio with me, by the way. Gave me a thumbs up. Not a man of many words. I just want to let you know that I'm not alone in studio. You know, I have people in the studio that help this show keep going and... Make sure you you can still hear your friend every Wednesday, 10 a.m. So, what's happening with the animals? I'm going to give you top 10, my top, the top 10 animals in Africa, or top 10 smartest animals in Africa, which basically means they're the top 10, because if you're smarter than everybody, then you're going off okay. I'm going to give you the bottom five. We got rats, yo. We got pigeons, rats of the sky. We got crows, really smart. I heard that crows can even recognize faces, and they will hold a grudge. That's crazy. Pigs, yo. But, yeah, yo. We got the octopus, which is very, very interesting animal with no bones, can fit through a keyhole. I've seen it do it. Top five, we got African gray parrots, which is really cool. African, what I just found out about parrots is that they don't actually talk. What they do is this really cool thing that birds have, this distinct ability that birds have to mimic any sound they have. So they're not, <laughs> your parrot is not actually talking or repeating after you. It's just copying the sound of well, that's coming out of your mouth, and it just happens to be, hello. <laughs> elephants, number four. We all know about elephants. I have the memory of an elephant, as people say. There's a lady in India that'll tell you something about elephants, but we're not getting into that right now. Number three, we have our distant, distant, distant cousins, 
the chimpanzees. Our closest genetic relative comes in third place on this list of the most intelligent animals. Chimpanzees share 98% of their DNA with humans and they are native to sub-Saharan Africa. They're expert tool users and chimps have been seen improvising tools from available items in order to make what they need. That's pretty cool. Just don't let one get a grip of you though. I've, I've heard they have serious, serious grip. Bottlenose dolphins at number two. We love dolphins. We love dolphins. Many people believe that the, do- the bottlenose dolphin is the smartest animal, but it's ranked number two on this list. How smart is a dolphin? Honestly, depends. <laughs> there are over eight species of dolphin, but only the bottlenose dolphin made the cut here. Largest brain size among all their relatives, and they're the only dolphin without fused cervical vertebrae, which allows them to make those human-like nodding motions. You know those those nods that you that the dolphins give along with the kick 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 sound that they make. And number one is the orangutan. The orangutan is coming first place for a very interesting reason. Much like the chimpanzees, the orangutan is able to use tools, learn sign language, and have complex social structures that involve rituals. What really sets them apart is the cogni- cognitive ability to understand the why or the reasoning behind a certain action. In captivity, an orangutan has learned tool usage in the process of building a simple structure. When researchers released into the wild, they observed that, some, same, that the same orangutan improvised tools from what he could find and then constructing a similar structure to obtain shelter from the rain. That is pretty cool. And that is all I had to tell you about the animals. I gave you the top 10 smartest animals in Africa with the chimpanzee topping the, with the orangutan topping the list i told you about the marikana massacre and how the miners are still waiting for compensation till this day which i think is just appalling as how feldman would say 20 minutes past 10 101.9 high fm i'm your dear friend mukundi Modawa. i hope you're enjoying the program if you are let me know 34519 is the sms line 0618951019 is the telegram line if you want to email me you can do so on air at highfm.com and if you want to treat me you can simply do so. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, 25 minutes past 10 is the time, and I hope you are enjoying yourself. So, once again, 25 minutes past 10, it's that time of the show when I bestow some wisdom upon you. And I hope that you leave this conversation a lot smarter and you have something that you can use in your everyday life now. What is our African proverb of the day? Allow me to tell you, if you are building a house and a nail breaks, do you stop building or do you change the nail? That had me confused for a while. If you're building a house and the nail breaks, do you stop building or do you change the nail? Simple meaning, actually. If you're building a house and and what? You don't, you don't have to allow one misfortune to prevent you from going ahead to achieve your goals in life. You know, if the nail breaks, get it? I, I, I like this. You still can go ahead to make progress in life after an initial faulty start if you gather yourself together for the tasks. If you counter a roadblock, take a detour. I like that. Dust yourself up and get back up again. You know, get off the pavement, get your psyche right and just keep going. If you're building a house and the nail breaks, do you stop building? Or do you change the nail? That is our African proverb of the day. That is the wisdom that I had to bestow upon you today. And all thanks to your friend Mukundi Modao. I hope you've left this conversation with something you can take with you for the rest of your life. You're welcome if you are. So, 27 minutes past 10. Don't go anywhere. We have Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete on the line. And he's here to tell us everything about the Ghanaian Jewish community, otherwise known as the House of Israel. 101.9, Chai FM. I'm your dear friend Mukundi Modao. And this is Travel Pursuit. We'll be right back. 
This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 Hi FM, this is Tribal Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning. Classes in session, we have a friend of the show today, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, straight from Ghana, and he is here to tell us about everything about the House of Israel community and everything we need to know about the Ghanaian Jewish community. Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, how are you, sir? That's very, that's a very cool name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm very good, and uh, Shuma has been very merciful to me this morning. I believe you're also very good. Ah, yes, of course, of course, top of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me man um yeah there's not much i could find about your community online i tried my best i really did but yeah. there's not much i could find about your community online could you tell me more about your community your history and everything about you yes uh i will start by introducing myself again as a Tawba was angel um a renowned member of the Sefiosu jewish community in ghana I have served this community for several years. You know, I have served as a community secretary, a chairman for the visit com- uh, committee and the financial uh, controller for several years. You know, I'll take this very great opportunity to um, say a very, very, very good morning to um, my community leader, Mr. Kofi Kwati, um, and all the community members and all other Jewish communities in Ghana. And also to my very role model and mentor, Rashi Okuma from Nigeria, making uh, this very day a very blessed day for, for me. And also to Rabbi Bonita for making this um, this very day a very wonderful day for me to um, be interviewed on High FM right away from Ghana to South Africa. Um, a very blessed morning to every Jewish community in the world. Yes, my very special brother, um, as a matter of fact, if you're a Jewish community, um, the history, if I should be clear, it, it was established uh, right away in 1973 by our pious leader, uh, May his soul rest in perfect peace, and may his memory continue to be a blessing to every Jew. He is known by the name Aaron Twachiafra. It all happened to him as a vision of the night, uh, one night when he was on bed. He had a call, he had a vision that Hashem said um, he should go about to search for the lost tribes and lost children of Israel. So this man, living uh, in a remote area, moved from his place to um, the bigger cities, trying to organize uh, people. Uh, trying to teach them Torah and Mitzvot. So he started to gather these people, and then uh, when he was able to get about 10 to 20 people, uh, he decided to go to the Israeli embassy. And rather unfortunate for him, when he went to Accra, the big uh, capital city of Ghana, to search for the Israeli embassy, he was unable to locate uh, any Israeli embassy. So he came back almost disappointed because he was thinking that everything was going to be so easy but it was not easy for him so when he came back he came to meet the renounced executives with him and his members Mm. and later on uh, he was redirected to our sister nation our sister country um, La Côte d'Ivoire 
There he was able to locate the Israeli embassy and he started having contact with the Israeli community and other Jewish communities in the world. Mm. So, uh, if you ask me on the history, um, this is uh, part of the history. And through that, we all also came to join the community. Yes. And when did you join the community? Actually, I joined the community in the year 2015. Yes. Oh, 2015. What made you join the community, if I may ask? What made you identify as Jewish? Thank you very much. Um, you know, I am a type that I love learning. I love research. I started my, my own learnings and my research findings in the year 2002. Yes, I, I yes, I I started learning. I, I I wanted to know whom the true God is. You know, we were all converted to Christianity, so I moved from Christianity to um, other other source of religions to know what actually God is. So I even joined some some uh, societies like the Hare Krishna because I wanted to know what God is. I even start learning with the Muslims. But um, I go to a certain portion of the Holy Quran, if I may say. Sorry to say that. Uh, I learned that if you read uh, a portion of that book, it says that people didn't uh, observe the Shabbat. So the creator of the universe said they are not to be called his children. And also, in my earlier years, you know, in our, in our community, we have certain rites and rituals that we were doing, especially... We were observing Shabbat. Mm. Yes. My what four parents. Uh, 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 no, we didn't call it Shabbat. We call it Humeda. Humeda means a time of rest. Mm. Yes. That is our local dialect, Humeda. So, um, when it gets to Saturdays, we don't go to work. We don't do anything. We only have to be in the house, try to organize ourselves for the, uh, for the next week. So, um, yes, we also used to uh, practice uh, so many things that, you know, we we were doing it as we came to meet it. So until our research finding that we came from that, okay, what we were doing was connected to what is in the Torah. Mm-hmm. Especially, yes, especially the laws of Nida, the Brit Miller. We didn't call it like that, but we were observing them. Mm-hmm. Yes, our four parents were observing, yes. Um, so through the research findings, I came to know that, I came to realize that uh, most of our traditions uh, were connected to what is in the Torah. And uh, we came to find out that, okay, if it is connected to the Torah, and the Torah is also given to the children of Israel, then we are Israelites. So we separated ourselves. We separated ourselves from the bigger community. So um, those days, um, the the king, who was my uncle, uh, yes, he gave our, our community a piece, a parcel of land, mm. so that we can establish ourselves. Yes, I see. So um, yeah. And did you guys practice circumcision before this? Yes, yes, it was it was one of our customs. Yes, it was one of our customs, and it is even practiced up to up to today as I'm talking to you. Oh, 
I see. 101.9 High FM, this is Trouble Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend, Mukundi Mudao. We're talking to a friend of the show today, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete. So, before this, was your diet the same, or did it change after you identified as Jewish? I would say uh, we we specifically have certain foods that were prohibited, especially when it comes to the meat aspects. Uh, we have so many things that were prohibited. We didn't know, uh, we didn't have any idea it was connected to uh, the Torah, but after we came to know our our roots, uh, we saw that all what we were doing was uh, basically in the Torah. So um, not so much change, but some change, some did change, yes. Some did change. And with your meat, who does the slaughtering with your meat? Because it has to be slaughtered a certain way for it to be kosher. Yes, uh, there is uh, one, one, one of my uncles in the community. He is by the name Joseph Nipa. Hmm. Yes, he, 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 yes, he is very good in uh, kosher slaughtering. Oh, but see. but also uh, yes also if uh, if there is by a chance any way to uh, train more people to do the kosher slaughtering we will be very happy with that. <clears throat> I see. And with regards to learning, how have you guys learned so far? Is it online? Do you guys have resources there? Kulano Kulano has been with us for these several years. You know um. Initially, we didn't have a uh, 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 CD room, so there was one very honest man, a very powerful man. He, his memory continued to be a blessing to us. He is by the name Michael Gushwish. He was the first person to bring us prayer CD. And also, Kulano have been uh, supporting us with Talit and other, other philanthropists have also been helping us with uh, other prayer shows. Uh, shows. So our, our concern our studies, we do, we, 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 initially we, we were doing the studies on our own at the shore. But now through the use of uh, WhatsApp and other stuff, we have a several platforms that we use to communicate with the outside world. Oh, I see. And <clears throat> with regards to shore, um, I see, I don't know if this is still the case, but when I was doing my research, I saw that you guys are still a small community and you don't even have a mechitza to separate the men and the women in Shu. Exactly, yes. Uh, because of this, because of all this, um, I, 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 I met my pious uh, mentor, Rashi Okuma, and then we discussed on how to uh, match all the communities and try to create a very serene environment so that we can have a better life. So we are still working on that. We don't have, and we are planning for that too. Oh, I see. 101.9 High FM, this is Travel Pursuit. I'm your dear friend, Mukundi Mudao, and today we're talking to a friend of the show, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, and he's telling me everything I need to know about the Ghanaian Jewish community, otherwise known as the House of Israel. Do not go anywhere. We have more straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 
101.9 High FM. This is Travel Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend, Mukundimo Dao, top of the morning. Today, we have a friend of the show, Mr. <coughs> Angel Wilberforce Tete, and he's telling us everything we need to know about the Ghanaian Jewish community, once again, otherwise known as the House of Israel. So, if you have any questions for him, please do not hesitate to send them through. 34519 is our SMS line, 0618951019 is our telegram line. If you want to email me, feel free to do so at highfm.com. And if you want to tweet me, you can just at highfm. I'll get to your questions and your messages, and we will all have fun. So, Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, I'm going to say that name the whole time. I'm going to say the whole name because it's just so cool. <laughs> I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to ask about your interaction with other Jewish communities and organizations. I hear you tell me about Kulanu, and they're doing really great work. But what other organizations and communities, Jewish communities, do you interact with? Yeah, thank you very much for this very wonderful question. For some time now, I, um, I have, uh, we have been close to a Jewish Africa Foundation, uh, led by, we, we had a, a little misunderstanding in the community and then, um, Ulanu sent Mr. Okuma, our mentor, our uh, international, uh, coordinator to come and resolve the issue. So when he came, he came with some parish leaders and they put as the Jewish African Foundation and their main motive was to merge all the isolated Jews and isolated Jewish communities in Ghana, Africa and the world beyond. Mm. So we, we, we used to communicate with them and also I, I was appointed, uh, by the Jewish African Foundation as the national coordinator for the Jews in Ghana. So what we are supposed to do, or what I'm supposed to do, is appoint executives who are going to work with me to merge all the isolated Jewish people and the Jewish communities in Ghana. And also, uh, talking about uh, interactions, I have been able to uh, get several other isolated Jewish communities in Ghana. I have been speaking with them, I have been talking to them, trying to bring them together under one canopy under one strong leadership, where, whereby we'll be able to do away all, uh, 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 what do I say, to do away with fake Jews and those who pose to be Jews and they are not and they are trying to cause problems for us. We are trying to uh, eliminate them and also uh, try to gather the Jews in Ghana. So uh, I used, uh, yes, I used to visit some of the isolated communities in Ghana through the help of a Jewish Africa Foundation. Yes. Mm. And with these communities that you saw in Ghana, were they also just yeah. like your own community, small, isolated, and knew little to nothing <coughs> else? Yes. Uh, most of the communities are, are, are so much isolated to the extent that uh, they are living in a deplorable state. Because, uh, you know, uh, in Ghana, we have something called freedom of worship. But when it comes to uh, 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 our faith, like being Jewish, it's not easy. When people see you to be Jewish, they see you to be a different altogether. I even lost my job because I was Jewish. Because, you know, I, yes, I, I, I will never give room for you to speak ill about my faith. Mm. Yes, so... No, go on. Yeah. So um, there are so uh, you see there are even areas where you even find one man 
and his wife, you even find one man all alone, you even find one woman all alone. So I am trying my impossible best to merge all these people together under one canopy. So I even I I, I even uh, try to seek for for assistance so that I can be able to reach out to these Jews and try to help them understand what they are. Mm. And that was actually going to be my follow-up question because when I talked to the Tanzanian Jewish community and also yeah. the Nigerian Jewish community, they said, especially the Nigerian Jewish community, they said that they try by all means to be as secretive and boxed in as possible because it also affects their safety. There's safety issues there. They get attacked and all sorts of stuff. Is that is that what's happening in Ghana as well, just with the Jews? No, not so not so much, but uh, it's similar. You know, uh, in Ghana, we also do hide our identity sometimes. Mm. Because, yes, because when people get to know you are Jewish, it's a different thing altogether. The very first thing they used to tag you is, you people killed Jesus. Sorry to mention that name. You people are anti-Christians. So if you don't accept our Jesus, then we are also not going to accept you. So sometimes uh, you have to hide your identity. So sometimes we we, we, we find it very difficult to, to show ourselves. You know, when I, went, when I went, you see, I am the type that I don't want to hide my identity. I, I don't want to hide my identity. So I, as I was working with these non-Jewish people, I had several attacks, and then I have to stop the job. So it is very good for us to be hiding ourselves sometimes. Do you think there'll ever be a time where you don't have to hide in Ghana as a Jewish person? Yes, there, there will be a time. You know, it's, it's not easy, but there's going to be a time that we will, not, we will not hide any longer. And what are the other challenges that you guys face as a community? Besides having to look out for your own safety, what are some of the other challenges that the community faces? Yes, thank you very much for this very wonderful question. I'm very glad you asked this question. You know, um, my 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 area here is very good for farming. Mm. My people here are not having good jobs, and uh, there are a whole lot of things that. I have laid down as my business plan and my, 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 my plan for, for, for my community. As I was speaking with my national PRO, we have addressed all these things on our business plan. We are having challenges in our studies. We are having challenges in our daily lives as Jews. So I'll be very grateful if perchance there can be any job opportunity. We have a very good land, fertile for land, uh, for farming, uh, for different kinds of crops. And also, sometimes we have to be traveling to places to help other Jews. So if there will be, there will be per chance a way to support my people, creating job for them. Also, I will be very happy. And uh, another challenge is uh, we, 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 we need to do conversion. Mm. You know, we, we, yes. So 
we also hoping that there will be a day that uh, you you have conversion for my people so that we can be uh, 100% clean so that we can be able to get ourselves abreast more into the Torah and also if per chance there will be a way that uh, an organization can help us so that some of our people can be can go to Israel to learn certain things so that they can come back and teach us or, or any other African country so that they can meet with other Jewish communities so that we can learn from them too. So that our community will also grow. You'll be very happy. Mm. And if there's anyone listening that might like to assist you, how do they get in touch with you? I am on WhatsApp and I can give my WhatsApp contacts and also, I'm on Facebook. As uh, on Facebook, I am Azaria Benjuda. Azaria Benjuda on Facebook, and on WhatsApp, uh, my WhatsApp line is plus two three three two four eight eight seven two zero nine nine plus two three three two four eight eight seven two zero nine nine. This is my WhatsApp line. So anybody or any philanthropist who would want to assist my community, this is my WhatsApp line. You can contact me so that we talk and negotiate on whatever you want to do for my community. I will be very grateful for anyone who wants to help my community, who wants to assist me to build my community in Ghana here and also to connect to the Jewish diaspora. That's beautiful. And I just have one final question. It's something that you mentioned that I was gonna, that I was going to touch upon as well. With regards okay. to conversion, how many are you converted and how many members of your community have been converted? Um, you know, um for the conversion issue, it uh, my my people had it very difficult to accept the fact to convert. So, I have to I have to take my time to address certain factors that we need to consider. So for now, uh, mm -hmm. why are they, why are they hesitant to convert? If I may ask. Good. You know, my people see themselves as Jewish people. So as a Jew, you don't need to convert. They were thinking that maybe the Mm. proselyte rather need to convert. But uh, I made them understand on certain basis that right now we are uh, 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 spiritually unclean. So we have to clean ourselves before we can be accepted by Hashem fully. So for now, about 80 to 90% of uh, the members are ready to do the conversion if perchance we have the opportunity. I suspected that's what that's what was happening because much like the Limba community and the Igbo Jewish community, they also believe that why should we convert into into Judaism if we are already Jewish? Yeah. Yes. And they found I found that it made sense, but when you explain it as well, it all depends on who actually wants to convert at the end of the day, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. Beautiful. Exactly. Yes. Beautiful. This is 101.9 High FM, Tribal Pursuit of the Name of the Show, and I'm your dear friend Mukundu Mudao. We were joined today by Mr. Once again, Angel 
Wilberforce Tete. Ah, beautiful name. <laughs> We're joined once again by Mr. <laughs> Angel Wilberforce Tete, and he was telling us everything we need to know about the Ghanaian Jewish community. Unfortunately, we are out of time, so we're going to have to cut it short. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with him. And Mr. Tete, I'd like to thank you for joining us today and making time for us. Thank you very much. And also, um, my, my, my last word, uh, my greetings to Rabbi Bonita Sosman for making this very day a beautiful day. And also to my mentor, Rashi Okuma, who taught me, and also to all the Jewish communities in Ghana, and also to my national PRO, Mr. Benamsis, and my assistant coordinator, Mr. Yohana Ben Yantechi. Uh, my regards to my, my family, my wife and kids. And all thank you or gentlemen in regards to everybody. And I pray Hashem bless and keep us all till we meet again. Thank you. Thank you. This is Travel for Sudan on 11.9 High FM. Do not go anywhere. We will be back straight after this. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao. Venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Travel Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundu Mudal. 10.55 is the time and I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mr. Angel Wilberforce Tete, straight from Ghana and he is a member of the House of Israel or the Ghanaian Jewish community, whatever floats your boat. So, unfortunately we are out of time. And just like that, we are out of time, unfortunately. But fret not. It's just seven short days and your friend Mukundi Mudao will be back on air. I do not leave you alone. Dennis Prager will be up next to the Male Female Hour from 11 to 12. Do enjoy that. And I'm signing out. <laughs> so, I'd like to thank you for spending your Wednesday with me. Well, let's do this again next week if you enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, let's do it again next week and I bet I can change your mind. From myself, Mukundi Mudao and my friend Craig in the studio, enjoy the rest of your day.